Hi, welcome to Let's Talk While We Walk. This is Quabia Francis, your host of Let's Talk While We Walk. We are joined today by a mighty, mighty man of God, uh, my amazing husband, Garfield Francis. And so today we're going to have a discussion, just a, a nice little discussion about fear. This will be the last episode about fear. I pray that each episode has been encouraging you. And today, just like the previous ones, it will be applicable. It will be practical. And more than anything, as you walk, we're believing that you'll be encouraged and you won't have to walk in fear anymore. So to start us out, um, Brother Garfield, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, There's not much to tell, but um, married to an amazing wife, the host, and um, just enjoying the abundant life that Christ has given me. Not really much about me. Amen. Amen. Aren't you curious about what he has to say today? Well, listen close. The first question we're going to discuss is how would you define fear? All right. How would I define fear? Um, not scientific, but just from my basic understanding and for just the general understanding of most people, um, it's just an emotion, uh, that causes us, you know, to be fearful of some things. Everybody has a different type of fear. But I think the the universal or the most common fear would be the fear of dying. So that's just my definition of fear. Okay. So tell me a little bit more about that. So it sounds like you're saying you feel like it's more of an emotion or do you feel it's a spirit? What do you, could it be a combination? What do you think? Not not to get biblical. I, I mean, we, we know God did not give us a spirit of fear and that's understood for believers. I say emotion because... Even if well, it's a spirit, in my understanding, biblically, but it causes an emotion. It causes an emotional reaction uh, with a feeling in the stomach or in the mind, and it's. I think it's common against. In, I mean, it's common in every man. That emotion of fear. Uh, a non-believer and a believer could be in a fearful situation, and the reaction is the same. So that's just my understanding of it. Okay. That's good. So if I hear you right from your standpoint, definitely biblically speaking, there is a spirit of fear, but we also have an emotion, something that, that feeling that we have, I love how you said either in our stomach or that's a great point. Cause I thought about even sometimes our mind, our thoughts can cause us to have that overwhelming feeling of the fear. Um, another word sometimes was used is timidity, right? Um, was there anything else that you think came to your mind as I just kind of recap what you shared about what it is? It's definitely a feeling sometimes in our stomach, sometimes in our, our mind when it causes us to have the emotion and then at times not want to act because of the feeling that we have. Um, it's, I mean, there's so many different ways that somebody can't explain what fear is to them or what fear causes them to do or not to do. And I'm saying this because, you know, what is fearful to somebody, it might not be fearful to somebody else. And so, you know, somebody might say, well, why are you reacting this way? Uh, for example, uh, you know, a certain gender would be fearful of a lizard. 
no matter the size, as opposed to somebody else saying, oh, why would you fear that? So I, I think it, it, and that's what I'm saying, it's, uh, it starts in the mind. Perception has a lot to do with it. Um, obviously, we, again, for believers, you know, false evidence appearing real, or not to get into that per se, but just the fact that somebody might think in that small creature would bring them great harm. But fear comes from a lack of understanding. And that's really where I'm getting at. Uh, if you don't understand your enemy, then you're going to fear what you don't understand. Well, that's good. And I like how you brought in the false evidence appearing real. That actually came from Tony Evans. That's not something that we can take credit for. But thank God for Tony Evans in his wisdom, coining that term, false evidence appearing real. Because you're right. In our mind, and, and you notice, guys, he said certain gender, because we know it can be either gender, right? So either gender who potentially experiences the fear of something as small as a lizard or even smaller might be a bee, right? The reality is sometimes people have the fear. Would you say, and I don't know if you've experienced this personally, you can go into this more. Sometimes the fear comes because of past experience, like a, a bee, right? Um, people who sometimes are really afraid of bees are afraid of the death that it could cause because of an allergic reaction. So it's safe to say that that fear is actually a smart fear, right? What do you think about that? Well, you alluded to it. I was going to say that <clears throat> there's there are things to be fearful of. Uh, we, we understand that. But I mean, as the podcast might go on, we'll have questions regarding that. But to say what you've said is that you know, even even the fact that you're allergic to the bee, um, your understanding of being allergic to the bee and what it will cause might not equate to fear anymore as opposed to being wise. Oh, okay. So that's a difference in that sense. I mean, you might not see a bee and stepped off step out into the middle of traffic, which is worse than probably being stung by the bee in a sense, meaning you understand that the bee is dangerous to you and you find a wise way to avoid it instead of having uh, an unwise, fearful reaction to that. So that's just my take on that. That's good because I was going to ask as a, as a follow-up, um, why is it sometimes people can be actually crippled by fear? But even in this, the beer is a the bee is a great example because there are times, and I've seen people who will freeze <clears throat> just because of the teeny tiny bee and a re recollection of what that bee did to them that tripped or or thank you, Lord. There was even um, I know someone who has an allergy to fish, and that person is so cautious, but I admit that person is not fearful, but I can, I can think of, it's easy for even people to be fearful of food because of what the food can do potentially a healthy respect, but when it allows them to be crippled, when they, when I say crippled, when they are to a point where they can't function, they can't move. They, it's like in that instance, they pause and whatever goes through their mind goes through their mind, but it's like they, they can't move forward or backwards because of how they are feeling. Why do you think people get to that place? 
again, um, in terms of being crippled, um, the mind is a very powerful thing or, you know, organ in the sense of your perception can tell you not to move when you should. So you're not really thinking wisely in the sense that somebody might be telling you to run when you need to run and your mind cripples you. So what I'm saying is that the fear overcomes what is actually there in the sense of what you need to do. So, you know, it's unfortunately like somebody that's drowning, the lifeguard might be telling them to do certain instructions and they're just fearful to the point that they give up. So I, I, that's why I'm saying it's an emotion. You can't really put a, a tablet or, 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 or a template is the word I'm looking for on an emotional reaction. It's just an, it's an, it's a reaction. And then after the fact, you say, oh, maybe I didn't need to do that. You know, maybe I didn't need to jump out the way that hard, hitting myself in a process where I could have just stepped out the way. So that's why I'm saying that, you know, some people real quick, some people just say, you know, pause, breathe, gather yourself and then react. You're in a fearful situation, but you have to pause, think, and then at the time, try and plan up a reasonable way of getting around that. Fear is just to me an emotional reaction that is not good. Okay. Okay. I hear you. It can be not good if we allow it to overpower us, if I hear you right. Now, granted, if you feel it and you still go on with your life, then that's not a problem, not an issue, right? So for those of us who are still trying to not be led by our fear that are trying to trust God that are trying to look to God or just in their every day to day life, trying to overcome that fear. How did, is there a fear that you've been able to overcome? If you wouldn't mm -hmm. mind telling us what the fear was and then share how you overcame it. I mean, I, there, there, there are many different fears. Um, some person I don't want to discuss here, but, I would say the fear of of doing something or things that probably seemed um, improbable, difficult. Uh, you know, just for example, I'm in ministry at church, or even not work in the the type of job that I do. Certain equipment that I operate, you know, from the ground, they're very big equipment. But once you get past the fear of saying, I don't think I can do that. To me, I didn't overcome any kind of fear until I really got to understand God's word. And I said, understand it mean I was reading it before, but not understanding, you know, certain scriptures or promises when God is saying not to fear. And as time gone, not on my own strength, but on the strength of the Holy Spirit to encourage me that even if I'm fearful in the beginning of doing something you know and obviously this scripture has been said by many even non-believers i can do all things through christ that strengthened me it's understanding that you're not going to do this on your own and you know you're you're going to need help in, to overcome some of your fears so the scripture has helped me to to do this uh you know and look People might say, or a non-believer might say, well, I don't really need scripture to 
help me to overcome fear. And they'll, you know, give the term of saying, well, you know, you got to face your fears. You know, if, if, if some people, you know, do some extreme things, they're afraid of the bee and they'll go in a beehive protected, but they'll do something that is going to allow them to try and overcome fear. Now, to a point, that's that particular fear. Uh, my, my personal thing is that the word of God is the, the, the deciding factor for me not to be fearful because I trust it, it's proven, and I believe it. Oh, that's good. So if I hear you right, for you, um, it's not about a fear factor. It's about a Jesus factor. That just kind of came to me. That's good because the bottom line is fear, the feeling will come, right? It's natural to experience the feeling because of our past or even just wisdom. Like you said, you you have a, a dangerous job. So there are aspects of your job that it would be natural to feel fearful about heights you have to climb or just different things. Sometimes you see things, right? That can naturally cause us to be scared, fearful. But I love the fact that you made reference to one of your key scriptures. I'm going to give you a chance to share maybe one or two more in a few seconds. But the reality is the word of God is alive. It is quick. It is powerful. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, right? Um, was it First uh, Timothy 4? For that scripture? Yeah, that one. Where's that no, one? Hebrews 4.12. Thank you. Hebrews, I was thinking 4.12. It's okay. All right. Thank you. Hebrews 4.12. The reality is there's power in the word, right? There's power in the word. It sounds as though, like specifically, you said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. When you said that scripture in a fearful moment, can you describe for us, did the fear leave right away? Or did you have to keep speaking to yourself to encourage yourself to push forward? Did you have to get more scriptures? What helped you? Well, um, as in anything, it's I'm just giving you a practical example. It's like somebody's fear, the fear of drowning. And so your dad or your mom, whoever, you know, or even your let's say you go to the the Y to the pool. You have a a, a real fear of the water. But your parents decide that you're going to have to learn how to swim. Now, the instructor might tell you, look, don't worry. All of that being said, you're hearing that, but you're shaking. You're very fair. Your, your anxiety is up. The instructor notices that even if they're holding you, you're still fearful. So I'm saying that in that process, even if somebody is holding you in the water and you're still fearful, it's going to be a process as time goes on to overcome the fear. Mm-hmm. So even even with um, the scriptures in the sense of you're repeating a scripture, I can do all things through Christ which strengthen me. You're saying it, but the fear is facing you. So it doesn't necessarily mean that, as you say, like abracadabra. I, I'm not saying that. The thing what I really the real scripture in the beginning that really set me there i use that philippians because it's common is the deuteronomy 31 6 where joshua a mighty warrior of god and god is telling him do not fear now this is a fighting man he said don't be discouraged don't be afraid of them i'm going to be with you now god is encouraging him in the midst of his fear so i use those scriptures to say look I'm going to need God to encourage me as I face my fear. Doesn't mean that I'm just 
fully not fearful, like instantaneously. So the, the word of God is my strength because God, not another man, and I'll get to that in a further, but God is the one that is promising me that I, I got you. Don't worry, God is my swim instructor in this case. You know, and the swim instructor will hold you for a time and sometimes let you go and let you fight through your fear. So it's not an easy process to me. So I, I wanna I want us to dig deeper into what you said. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that you identified the feeling is there, but more importantly, you continue to cling to the word. And thank you for that Deuteronomy scripture. Can you repeat that one more time just in case? I'm sorry, Deuteronomy 31, six. So that's chapter 31, verse six of Deuteronomy. That's super important. We, sometimes people have not experienced God as who he is. They, they put him in a box. They try to think that God is like us. Thank God he is not like us. So that's great what you said, that you chose to even trust God. It took you trusting God. And by the way, guys, just a little inside tip. Next week, the first episode for trust will be released on Let's Talk While We Walk. So I think it's amazing that you tie that in, um, Gary, because the reality is, apart to us being able to really apply the scriptures or use the scriptures, I heard you describe trust. Yes, trust is is the number one thing in that if you're reading the word, I said, as I grew in the word to learn to trust, I said, understand, but to learn to trust when Isaiah 41.10 is another one of my favorites or go-to scripture in the sense, you know, you know, I'll be with you. Do not fear. You know, don't fear. I'll be with you. I'll strengthen you with my righteous right hand. I might be mistaken in this. I think I heard uh pastor said it. It says, you know, the, do not fear. Our fear not is repeated like 365 times in the Bible, one for each day. Now, you know, you can research that and check it and see. But the, the, the basis is, the bottom line is, our great God is always reminding us not to fear. You know, yes, you're not made with a spirit of it, but you have an emotion of it because of the mind. But he's reminding us, though he knows that you're not made, he's reminding us not to fear. He's encouraging us. He knows that we're not perfect in the sense that we're just going to be fearless, you know, 24-7. But I think the beauty of it and the love of God is to constantly encourage us you know like a coach encouraging a player you know in any sport they might be fearful they might be timid or you know the opponent might be just that bigger than them but the coach is encouraging that person you got this don't fear so you know as i said not a big word but it's outside of yourself to deal with fear at times for us or for a believer it's god Uh, For a non-believer, it might be a friend, a trusted friend, or it might be a counselor. But still, you you need help from somewhere to me to overcome fear. That's good. The reality is we need help. And I love that you said that. God is more than willing to be our help. We have to be willing to turn to him to ask for it. He doesn't force us. He doesn't force himself on us. But I don't know about you. But if someone is willing to help me and I need it, I am going to reach out 
and touch it. I'm going to request it. I'm going to receive it. More importantly, God is there when no one else is there. His help is willing to be there for us. We just have to open our mouth. I can remember even instances personally where I needed help with fear. I didn't know Jesus, but I knew that there was a God before even coming to Jesus. I just opened my mouth and he helped me. That was the beginning step to me getting closer to him. Now, as we close out, um, Gary, I want you to speak to that person today that might be affected by fear so much so that they're either not asking for that promotion or they're um, not stepping out in the gifting that God has given them, or they're afraid even in their relationship that their spouse is going to leave them or afraid that their child is going to turn in the wrong direction or not return to God. Encourage that person today who is allowing fear to take over their thoughts and even their emotions. Um, obviously, I mean, when I say obviously, uh, I'm going to speak from a standpoint of being a Christian, and I'm going to speak also from a standpoint of being a Christian that is not studying God's word and a non-believer. So in being a Christian, you have to encourage yourself in God's promises of not to fear that we serve a God who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly and above all things. We have scriptures to draw from and greater is he that is in me than is in the world. Now that's from the Christian standpoint, but that's the Christian that is studying God's word and is trusting in God's word, in God's word, that, that, that is so. For the person that is listening to this podcast that is seeking or is just listening just to draw something from it that is not believing or is, you know, doesn't even read God's word. Again, each person have their own fear or his or her own fears. I think that when you're experiencing fear, even to the magnitude of being crippled or not even able to function, leading to depression, you need help from somewhere, from somebody to seek help to help you, to encourage you, and to coach you along in that sense. Because fear, to fight fear on its own, because of the emotion and because of the degree of the fear, it can drive you to a place that you won't be able to come out. So God's word is where I'm telling you to seek help. But if you're not someone who wants to seek God's word, or unfortunately a believer that doesn't trust God's word, Seek help from somewhere because fear is, um, it's an enemy of the mind. It's an enemy of the soul that can reduces or reduce somebody, sorry, that might be great in other areas to fall into areas of weakness and leads to many different uh, vices that, you know, it's just a, a dangerous street to go down to. That's my um, advice. The, the bottom line is it's okay to see a counselor. I love that you said, if it's something that seems to continue to overcome you and take control over your mind, talk to someone. Um, there are many communities and many cultures that say, Oh, you don't talk to anyone about your business. Listen, there are times where you need to talk to a counselor or a psychologist. There is nothing wrong with talking to them. 
They don't necessarily prescribe medicine unless you need it. Jesus himself said, those that are sick have need of a physician. The reality is there are times where our minds become sick. Prayer, there's power in prayer. There's also power in talking to someone about the feelings that we're having that are taking over our thoughts even after we finish praying. I've seen someone who in the midst of facing fear, they prayed. I mean, it was one of the most powerful prayers I've ever heard. But then after they finished praying, the things that they said made absolutely no sense. They were actually dealing with a mental, a chemical imbalance, which uh, my family member was able to find out when they went to the hospital. They had other instances that happened after, but I say all this to say, there are some that will say, oh, you need to just have faith. The bottom line is if Jesus himself says that we have physicians for a reason, that we need to take heed to the fact that they are there to help us. Don't be overcome in a fear. Trust God. If you need prayer, if there's anything I can pray for you about, feel free to email me. It's unearthingministries at gmail.com. That's unearthingministries at gmail.com. I believe there's a way that you can click and just go directly to sending me an email. It'd be great to hear from you, but also to pray for you. Thank you so much for joining today. It's been a great discussion. We're believing that this has helped you. The bottom line is God does not want you to stay in that fear. God wants you to know that you are, as he, uh, my husband mentioned, you're more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. You are more than a conqueror. You don't have to stay in that fear. He wants you to walk by faith. Now, next week, we'll be talking more about trust. We're going to start to delve in the subject of trust. Um, and again, God is so purposeful in how he does what he does. We heard some inside of the discussion about how trust is lined up directly with fear, right? So next week we'll start talking more about, okay, you, that person that's been reading the word of God, but you're still having challenges, trusting God, tune in. I believe you'll be encouraged by the word. This has been, let's talk while we walk, have a wonderful week.